the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Well, good morning, everyone. Hope you're having a fabulous uh, Saturday. Uh, this is Al Fadi, and you're tuning in to Let Us Reason. And uh, we're so thankful, of course, uh, for your continued uh, partnership and support. Uh, we are literally uh, just maybe less than five weeks, maybe even four weeks from hitting the end of our fifth year uh, season-wise. Uh, being on the air. So thank you again from the bottom of our hearts for your uh, faithfulness and your partnership. Uh, and just uh, to those of you who are joining us maybe for the first time, you can always uh, go and listen not just to this particular episode, but to all of our previous uh, shows. Uh, they are archived on our website. Uh, the website is sierrainternational.com and Sierra with a C as in Charlie. Having said that, I encourage you also to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Sierra uh, International, simply because sometimes we use the podcast as a companion to that by explaining further a series, that, a video series that we just released, or preparing you uh, to anticipate something that will be released. For instance, um, by the time you listen to this, uh, I would have finished a full week of recording of videos, and this time we added a new series to our portfolio that has to do with political Islam, where we talk about Sharia law, we talk about the different branches of Islam, the primary ones, Sunnis and Shia, we talk about the view of women, we talk about also the persecution of Christians, under Islamic uh, Sharia law. And uh, uh, also, I uh, did a kind of like a, um, a seminar on ISIS and the caliphate, and I wanted to also address this new development of pulling away from Afghanistan and kind of share with people the implication of such decision, if we were to pull away completely, I should say, uh, on the fact that ISIS or the ideology of ISIS can regroup itself back again and begin to strengthen its position and slowly and gradually begin to launch uh, worldwide attacks as the one that we've experienced in the past. Now, having said all of that, I will not really uh, get into a lot of details yet until we release those videos, and then we will be able to do more talk on that through our podcast as well. So once again, the website is Sierra International. That's C as in Charlie, C-I-R-A International.com. And 
The YouTube channel is also called Sierra International. We encourage you to subscribe to it. And we encourage you also to prayerfully consider to become a giver through a platform called Patreon. And therefore, you become a patron. You can give monthly or you can do one time and then go back and interrupt it if you want. Therefore, it's not taken, uh, being taken on a monthly basis. However, the beauty about that platform is that you can set it up to become a recurring one and you can give as little as $1. So in other words, you really don't have to uh, be limited to a specific amount. So we're thankful for those of you who have done it and thankful for those of you who will consider doing it and thankful just for your partnership and praying for us. Having said all of that, I would like to revisit again the topic that we started it a while back, and then last week I uh, revisited again. That has to do with a brand new book that has been published recently called um, Example of Correction in Early Quran Manuscripts. In fact, it talks about 20 examples when, in fact, the book actually gives you almost 30 different examples. But intentionally, the author wanted to focus on 20 and added uh, uh, two at least uh, by way of addenda. One of those 20 examples have actually nine different examples in it. That's why I'm saying it's almost 30 different examples of corrections that were done to early Quran manuscript. And the reason why this is uh, crucial, because some of you might say, well, I don't know what's the big deal about that. Textual criticism of the Bible is something that we live by anyway, and there isn't anything for us to be concerned about. I mean, there is always... Uh, you know, ways to explain things like copyist errors, you know, or mistakes that were done, but we have thousands of manuscript evidence and fragments to support what, what the original would have looked like, and the biblical scholars labor hard to at least make the readers aware of what earlier manuscript would have said versus what later would have said, and we're talking about a letter here and a letter there, a word here and a word there, nothing that would have changed our essential doctrines. The, ba the Bible and its message is still intact, despite the fact that some might want to use such example of textual criticism of the Bible as if it corrupted the message. That's not the case. You won't find a single, uh, basically, uh, scholar uh, with integrity that will at least tell you that that's what happened. Uh, therefore, uh, this is not the issue that we're dealing with. We're dealing with the textual criticism of the Quran, and that's a whole different ballgame. First of all, our Muslim friends are not used to the idea of having such a topic to be discussed of the Quran. Why? They are convinced that the Quran that we have in our hand today is an exact replica of what was initially revealed through the Prophet or the mouth of the Prophet 1400 years ago. I mean, you see now why this is going to be problematic. When you make claims like this, and you say we have a book today that has never been tampered with, never been corrupted, never been changed, every single letter and every single dot and every single word in it and every single sentence and every single verse is exactly the same as when it was initially revealed through the mouth of the Prophet, directly, supposedly, from the God of Islam, uh, via the, uh, the uh, conduit, uh, the angelic conduit, which is Gabriel. But obviously, this is not the case. We are coming across a lot of early Quranic manuscripts. And when I say early, we're talking the first 200 years of Islam, 
meaning from the 7th century until the 9th century. A lot of these manuscripts that scholars are starting to come across bear evidence of edits, corruption, if you want to use this terminology. Uh, but let's, let's just talk about it in a way that is not that harsh, uh, that bears evidence of edits, corrections, and modifications. And I've been going through this book, myself and Dr. J. Smith, we did nine episodes, video shows, on this particular book, and this week, uh, basically, we have, uh, you know, re released the last one of those episodes. So you can go now to our website, Sierra uh, uh, International, and you'll find the videos in there, but go to our YouTube channel, Sierra International, and I believe Dr. J. Smith also is releasing it through his own uh, YouTube channel as well. And uh, what I've been doing through the podcast as well is that I'm revisiting some of these issues that we discussed in the video. For instance, today I'm going to talk about an example of a correction that was done to one of the early Quranic manuscripts. This one deals basically with a manuscript that is found in uh, Doha in Qatar. It is numbered uh, or at least uh, labeled as Manuscript 474 dot 2003 folio number nine uh, and verso you know every folio will have a recto and a verso front and back if you wish and the number of that uh, uh, folio the page if you wish is page number nine and uh, and the location of it is at the museum of islamic art in doha qatar and this one deals with chapter 6 of the Quran, verses 91 to 97. So it's a big chunk, basically. And what we see is something peculiar, actually. There is a word in there that is written, actually, in the verse itself, uh, in, in the passage itself. And uh, on uh, the page, it's uh, Dr. Brubaker, the author of this book, Dr. Uh, uh, you know, Daniel Allen Brubaker, uh, called it number one, and in the video you'll see that, uh, correction number one. In there, the word is alayhi, uh, English translation of it, against him. And here's what is going on here. The word was written over an erasure. Okay, something was erased, and this particular word against him, in Arabic, alayhi, was written over the spot that was erased. But here's the troubling thing. Then another word, uh, another phrase was added to correct that instead of alayhi, meaning against him, and the him here, the personal pronoun, is in reference to Allah. Someone came and elaborated that alayhi mean against Allah, actually. So they took the personal pronoun out and they added the word Allah. But here's the funny part, and I hate to say this. The word that was added to clarify that the pronoun has to do with Allah, instead of reading alayhi against him, now it should read against Allah, was written on the margin, and yet the original word that supposedly needed to be corrected, which is against him, wasn't removed. Now this is powerful for a simple reason. It shows that corrections and efforts were being made to clarify certain readings. Now, this could have been done for a variety of reasons. One possibility is that there was a standard variant text reading that demanded it to be read against Allah versus against him. Or somebody couldn't understand that 
this personal pronoun maybe is not applying to Allah, and in the course of these discussions and uh, uh, sermons maybe were based on it, uh, you know, uh, Islamic uh, clerks at that time and Islamic scholars at that time discovered that, you know what, we need to clarify that the pronoun here is in reference to Allah, so they went and wrote on the margin that this is against Allah. That's what it's meant in the verse. But they overlooked removing the other one. So now you have two readings in the same manuscript, and that's basically problematic. Then there is another word that he, we called correction number three on the slide when you're watching the show, and in there, uh, the word uh, basically whom, in Arabic, al-ladina, okay, speaking about certain group, has been inserted where it was not there in uh, previously. So the word al-ladina was inserted, meaning to clarify whom, a prop uh, if you wish, there is a, uh, uh, you know, some sort of a, a word here uh, that needed to be inserted. And as a result of this, it was overlooked, and then it was added to clarify. But what happened is that they inserted it in a way that you can see it. And the fact that you can see this insertion clearly indicates that the Quran missed something, or at least the writers of the Quran missed something. And the fact that the insertions that were being made are done with a different pen, different color ink, different style of writing, indicates that it was done at a later time, which simply means the very manuscript that we're looking at has survived for a certain period of time before this correction was made. So this flies in the face of preservation of the Quran, not just the perfection, but also the preservation of the Quran. If the Quran is truly preserved and it's preserved by the God of Islam, then how come a word like this was missed and someone, a human, later on came and made that correction? Now, whether that correction was necessary or not, regardless, we're talking about this claim that the Quran is perfectly preserved and that it is Allah himself who bear that responsibility to preserve the text himself, which it's obvious that that's not the case, simply because Allah failed, actually, to preserve something simple like this that was written by humans, and on top of this, another human came and made the correction. We don't know if the one who missed it was correct in not putting it in, or if the one who discovered it and added in is correct and added in. Both, you know, cannot be right. One was correct and one is wrong. Or there is a reading that did not necessitate having this word whom to be there, and another reading that necessitated the word whom to be there. Once again, the question is, which reading is the correct one? Which reading was revealed from heaven to the Prophet of Islam? And how do we know whether the early one was correct or the later one is correct? What I'm saying is this, we need to poke, uh, you know, uh, basically to ask these uh, poking questions, these uh, powerful questions to our Muslim friends to realize that the book that they're building their entire faith on contains theological problems in it. In other words, you cannot really put your faith and trust in something that obviously did not 
preserve its intended message and it's mankind, human agent, that are manipulating this message. And there is no way for us to really verify the intent behind the change or which one was the original and which one is not without having to look for other manuscripts that are earlier than this and try to see if we can find evidence whether this was the reading initially or not, which is not an easy task, by the way. Now we get to, on the same slide, and in the same passage from chapter 6 of the Quran, the passage from verses 91 to 97, we have another example. This time, the slide uh, in the show called it number 4, the word Ya'lamun in Arabic, which, which means they know in the plural, a verb in the plural talking about uh, someone who accumulated knowledge and the, the, some people, if you wish. Um, now, it was written over an erasure, something that was there that was erased, and it was written on top of it. Now, the shadow of the original text can still be seen, and it appears to be, um, you know, uh, behem or something like that, uh, which is by them or, you know, uh, for them uh, or something to that extent. Now, you have to look at the text, you have to read it, you have to see which reading might fit best. It could be that it was a scribal error, that they did not write it correctly. Maybe they were looking at a different word uh, in the original document or in the, um, you know, exemplar, if you wish, that they were following. Uh, or maybe the person who was reciting it to them or dictating it overlooked it. Uh, there are so many reasons, and, and no one is arguing that scribal error is a crime. All we're saying is we're just showing our Muslim friends that these claims, these claims of preservation are not that easily defendable, okay? They're not, not easily defendable simply because there is more, uh, you know, to the issue than meets the eye. And we want our friends to be aware of these issues. That's why we encourage you. If you are tuning in, by the way, this is Al-Fadi, and you're listening to Let Us Reason, and we're talking about uh, the most recent video series that had just been released. It has nine episodes in it. It was done between myself, Al-Fadi, and Dr. J. Smith concerning examples of corrections and edits that were done to the earlier Quranic manuscripts that date between 7th and 9th century A.D., and it was based on a book that's been published by Dr. Daniel Allen Brubaker. And we are showing examples from different manuscripts that Dr. Brubaker visited these locations, took images himself, and discovered those corrections. And he is using the book just to showcase about anywhere from 22 to 30 examples, depending on how you count it, because... Uh, the book is called 20 Examples, but then he added two additional examples as an addendum. But then also, among the 20 examples, there is one particular example that has nine different examples in it. Therefore, it's almost like 30 examples, if you wish, in that book. But that's not to say that those are the only examples worldwide that Dr. Brubaker discovered. He actually will tell you at the entry of his book that there is a lot of them, and we're aware of at least almost 4,000 between his findings and the findings of others as well. You get the picture. 
We're talking about 20 to 30 examples out of 4,000. So the list can keep on going, and that's very damaging when we are dealing with claims that the book known as the Quran is a perfect book without a single change, a single correction, not a single dot, not a single you know, jot, not a single word, not a single letter has been changed, that it is an exact replica. The book that we have today is an exact replica of what was revealed from heaven to the prophet 14 centuries ago. I think you can, you can see that this claim is loaded with a lot of fallacies in it already, if that's the claim that we are willing to live by, because now all one has to do is to find one single error or correction, and it's history. And we're finding 4,000. You get the idea. Now let's look at another example of what Dr. Brubaker considered to be a post-production insertions, meaning something was done, and then later someone came back at a different time and rewrote on top of it, or it could be at the same time, depending on the style of writing, the type of ink that was used, and at the same time, the uh, so-called the nip of the pen, how thick the letters were, and so on and so forth. And if the style of writing matches the same style that we can see on the actual manuscript, or if it is a different style, and that indicates it would have been later, because simply it's a clearly, clearly an insertion. One example is found in chapter 5, verse 93, where an entire verse was added on top of another verse. I mean, you can't miss it, actually. I mean, you really do not need to be a, uh, basically a manuscript, uh, you know, researcher or scholar to uh, find th things like this. It's right there in front of you. It is very clear that there is something that was added, sometimes even with different colors, like a color red was used in terms of the ink to indicate a correction that was made. Now, in this particular verse, chapter 5, verse 93, uh, inserted basically a, a phrase uh, that, that, is, that reads in Arabic, وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ ثُمَّ تَقَوْا uh, so, I mean, this is what's going on. Uh, it's basically reading, and they did good deeds, and they uh, feared God, or uh, they, they became righteous, and they, they did, or they made other things, okay? So the inserted phrase can be found between lines, okay? Between two lines, except for, you know, one of the words, the rest could be a copyist error, which then had to be rewritten into the text, meaning that there was a copyist error. One word in this entire insertion is something that is new, but the rest of it is obvious something that needed to be there and was missed. And we're talking a big chunk, a verse, if you wish, that should have been there. And as a result of this, you know, it's obvious that we are not dealing with a book that is perfectly preserved, that didn't have any changes in it, that everything that we see in it today is an exact replica to whatever was revealed 14 centuries ago. My time is up.
therefore, I want to leave you with, uh, you know, this thought that uh, this is such an important topic that we are going to continue our podcast on. And at the same time, we will do more and more and more videos uh, on this particular issue because we want our Muslim friends to come to realize that they're basing their entire faith on a book that has been tampered with. With that said, thank you again for your partnership with us. And we pray that you will continue to support us in prayer and also if the Lord laid it in your heart financially. And thank you for your uh, kindness and your generous uh, support. Uh, you know, we encourage you to go to our YouTube channel, which is CIRA International, C as in Charlie, C-I-R-A International, and become a giver through uh, the platform Patreon and be a patron. Give as little as $1 and as much as the Lord put in your heart. Go to our website, CIRA International, and listen to the archive show of Let Us Reason. Until we meet again, have a blessed day. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.